0: everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for joining us. What a week it's been. Whistleblowers blowing the lid off the corrupt Biden White House and the regime of former Obama functionaries. The whistleblowers standing up to reveal $10 million bribes. And President Biden is for sure now the big guy. And the Biden DOJ interfering in what has been a five-year-long investigation of the big guy's bad boy Hunter. Even the Biden attorneys are having a hard time keeping straight faces and staying up with the evidence unearthed by the Congressional Investigating Committees, not looking good for the Biden racketeers, and things looking much better for America this week. And the rhinos seem to be in retreat, slow but in retreat, President Trump leading his closest rival for the Republican nomination now in some polls by more than 40 points. Suddenly, rhino speaker Kevin McCarthy is actually talking about impeaching President Biden. Very carefully, and uh, actually quite conditionally, of course. He is, after all, a swamp denizen and acolyte of the soulless, ruinous rhino, Paul Ryan. And establishment toady, Ryan must cringe with despair that his successor would even mention the word impeachment. So disruptive of his corporatist elite benefactors who he served so slavishly. And top of the loser establishment 2012 Republican ticket, Mitt Romney has now reared his head to serve up another dose of weak pablum mixed with milk toast to the GOP donor class. The junior senator from Utah, still tortured, of course, by his loss in 2012, a race that he and his equally bland and banal running mate should have won easily. And Romney now, of course, is bled by his chronic case of Trump derangement syndrome. So, weakened, he was moved to write an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal, calling on Republican donors to not spend their millions of pocket money on support of their candidates. No, Romney has a better idea, a big idea, to have the benefactors actually undercut their underperformers and pressure the low-polling hopefuls right out of the race. Clear the field, says Romney. Leave one champion to face President Trump. Block him and deny Trump the nomination. What a clever idea, don't you think? Challenge the presumptive nominee, who inconveniently happens to be leading all of his rivals, the nearest by more than 40 points, and starve out the other candidates, save one. Presumably the donor's favorite. We don't need those primaries. We don't need, we, I guess we won't need conventions. Here's what Romney wrote. Quote, Despite Donald Trump's apparent inevitability, a baker's dozen Republicans are hoping to become the party's 2024 nominee for president. That's possible for any of them if the field narrows to a two-person race before Mr. Trump has the nomination sewn up. Ah, but now, the kicker. Quote, for that to happen, Republican megadonors and influencers, large and small, he doesn't really mean the small part, by the way, and they're going to have to do something, he says, they didn't do in 2016. Get candidates they support to agree to withdraw if and when they're passed to the nomination are effectively closed. End quote. Poor old Mitt Romney, still a loser and a hater. The closest but still distant runner-up in the race, Governor Ron DeSantis is so weakened so far back in the polling that he's reportedly just laid off more than a third of his campaign staff. In other words, the second-place person that the donors are so excited about is so weak that he may be even farther behind next week. And what is going on with President Trump? Well, President Trump is set to face yet another criminal indictment, a third in just four months, for the events of January 6th. That's right, for January 6th. We'll see if Merrick Garland's junkyard dog, Marxist Dem Jack Smith, posing as a special counsel, will bring a second indictment against President Trump. And still Trump drives the Dems nuts. Thank goodness the republic can still be saved. Joining us now on The Great America Show, legendary New York radio host, Mr. New York himself, Mark Simone. Mark, great to have you here. Welcome. Let's start with what's at the top of just about everybody's mind. When will President Trump be indicted once again?
1: Well, every time he rises in the polls, they got to indict him again. This is going on and on. This is uh, different, though. Uh, I know every time for the last five years, every time all the crazy liberals say, this is it, this time he's going to jail, this time we've got it, and it's never it, it's never really it. This is a little different, though, because uh, this uh, crazy lunatic, Jack Smith, uh, uh, the whole point of this is to get him into a D.C. courtroom in front of a D.C. jury. Jack Smith is the dirtiest prosecutor in the world. He's got a long history of bending, twisting, contorting the law to go after uh, political opponents. And The good news is, uh, I think the five out of five times he lost, The McDonald case, the governor of Virginia, the Supreme Court just tossed the whole thing out eight to nothing. So but he's a vicious guy and he wants a really partisan Trump hating judge and Trump hating jury. And he'll hit him with 45 counts and hopefully one of them will stick. It's just disgusting.
0: I love all of these pictures of Jack Smith. They show him in black and blue robes uh, from the uh, Hague courts uh, is where he was a prosecutor. Uh, Highly controversial there as well for crying out loud. He's prosecuting war crimes and becomes becomes more of a controversial figure than the people he's charging. Well, but he looks like one of those uh, you know, one of those guys in a uh, you know, an old west uh, uh, <laughs> photograph. Somebody <laughs> just took a shot of him from 1900 or 1880. He doesn't even look like he belongs in this era and he looks uh, to me like the ready-made bad guy. He's the yeah. guy that they would be marching out to that big oak tree you know he's not the guy who would be doing the march and he would be marched
1: yeah if you don't think he's insane go take a look at those pictures anybody that owns a cape and poses in it with those uh anthony perkins psycho eyes and uh yeah, and, you're right yeah anybody with a cape and a robe and a this is too ridiculous and uh he's just a bad guy they, hey the fact that they had to go halfway around the world there's six thousand prosecutors sitting in washington <laughs> they went halfway around the world to get this lunatic back the guy they put in charge of the biden investigation is uh, mr magoo a sweet little old man and for trump they went halfway around the world to get this war crimes pitbull to come in and do his dirty work i, I mean i just got to believe in the american justice system and that it'll prevail against dirty jack smith
0: you know, everyone who pretends that the American judicial system is free and fair and not rigged and not partisan, just they just haven't been paying attention for the past, what, 20, 30 years? I don't know what it is. But certainly the last 10 have been uh, provocatively uh, probative. They, This is a rigged deal. It is all based on whether you're a, a red or a blue person. Uh, and, and it's that simple,
1: isn't it? Yeah, well, uh, no real legal expert can figure out what these charges are. Nobody can figure out what it means. If you go to Florida or get in front of a real judge, it'll get sorted out. His hope is that in D.C., with a crazy Trump-hating judge and a jury that just hates Trump, they'll make something stick. You know, they throw everything. This will be 45 counts. It'll be be something like wire fraud. You know, they keep yelling wire fraud. Nobody even knows what that is, but all you need is one dumb juror and uh it could be bad for trump but again i have faith that uh, he's just teflon that he'll come through this all right
0: uh, the the juries in dc you say trump <laughs> they will be <laughs> they will be snarling rabid dogs ready to to you know leap from the junkyard uh, at his throat it is just uh, extraordinary uh, how just um, i guess the word is primal the Marxist Dems are when it comes to the name Trump. And the reason is quite simple. He's the only one they fear. He's the only one who's beaten them. And he is the only one who tells them to go to hell.
1: Yeah, yeah they keep saying, he can't win. He can't win. He can't. You'll know when he can't win, when they stop trying to put him in jail. That's, that's when he can't win. Well, Every- Every time they look at those internal polls, they see he can win. And that's why there's another set of indictments.
0: Don't you love it? I mean, they've thrown everything at him. A third federal indictment now, and uh, there are over 20. I think it's two dozen uh, cases and investigations and actions against him, prosecutions. And, and here he is, 40 points ahead of the golden boy in the eyes of the donor class read that oligarchs uh american oligarchs they don't know the oligarchs don't know what to do now because he's so far ahead in the polls he's got such uh, rabid there's that word again rabid support uh that it, it's just it, it's just ridiculous to see these guys trying to trade out it's like they have baseball cards this one says Desantis. santas that one says nikki haley uh, you know whatever uh, The money, the big money is really nervous because they're afraid they're not going to be able to choose uh, who the uh, the (laughs) the vote counters will choose as
1: president. It's fascinating. They, They never noticed and nobody's ever noticed this. Whoever the big donors pick, whoever the big donors get behind, always loses. These guys always pick the wrong guy. Jeb Bush is a classic example. These donors are very nice people. They're very successful, but they never made a single penny of their billion dollars in politics giving political advice they always always get it wrong and desantis is going to be the classic example studied in history books for a long time
0: well I, and i shouldn't bring this up but the, the <laughs> Murdoch's, uh, you know put uh, paul ryan of all the people they could choose for the for the board of directors they picked paul ryan uh, who is now you know cashing in at teneo and various other in a, in a private equity outfit uh he put him on the board and they and they and and Rupert Murdoch got it right in 2016. He wanted Trump. He pushed Trump and he drove Trump. And then he turned against him. And the next thing you know, he's for Ron DeSantis, who's 40 points behind Trump. Now, what does that say?
1: Well, it's not him. It's all these donors. They all get it wrong every single time. And if you want a valuable uh, barometer, whoever the donors tell you can't win, Uh, Whoever the mainstream media tell you can't win, run the other way because they are always wrong. Don't listen to them for uh, a second. And uh, the fact that uh, DeSantis, uh, he he went on television, did a million interviews, dropped 10 points, went to uh, Iowa campaign, (laughs) dropped another 10 points, went to South Carolina campaign, dropped another 10 points. He's 40 points behind now. There's a, a new article just came out, the Atlantic Magazine the headline is the humiliation of Ron DeSantis. This is not a good way to end this.
0: No, I, and, <laughs> and you and you know he's in trouble when they, they, they defer an article on Trump right. for DeSantis to butcher. We're talking with the legend himself, Mark Simone. Stay with us. We'll be right back. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Back with Mark Simone, Mr. New York. Mark, we're talking about presidential candidates. I want to get your let's go through a run through of some of these candidates and just get your your instant reaction, if you will. And we've rehearsed this carefully, folks. Believe me. <laughs> uh, I mentioned Nikki Haley. Your thoughts about her as the president of the United States of America. Don't you Aye. when people talk about Aye. it's not enough to be the president. You have to be the president of the United States of America. You know you got something going then.
1: Well, uh, she may have looked good on paper at one point, but she was a backstabbing, treacherous member of the Trump cabinet, stabbed him in the back, quits and writes a book declaring him a racist. Uh, I I wouldn't trust Nikki Haley for one second. I don't think she can even win South Carolina. If you can't deliver your home state, you have no business even being on the ticket as a vice president.
0: Yeah, I I think that there is a. Well, a lot of uh, concern about her. Yeah, Uh, that is for those who are paying any attention at all. And no one pays attention like Chris Christie. He has stepped in to save the Republican Party, even though he says he's just in it to destroy Donald Trump, which I thought was a glaring bright moment of honesty on his part. Uh, Your reaction to, to Mr.
1: Christie? Well, yeah, the, the, the argument against DeSantis that this is a kitchen table election, you have to have an agenda, you have to put forward a plan. And so Chris Christie doesn't even bother. He doesn't even try to uh, even fake having a plan. It's just he's just there to be Don Rickles going after uh, Donald Trump. You know, all I think he's really everybody's campaigning for something, some for vice president, some for the cabinet, mm-hmm. some for 2028. I think Christie is just desperately trying to get himself another TV job. I, I noticed that ABC News, they don't use him much anymore so I, I think that's the real point here, to get himself a CNN, MSNBC job.
0: You know, that's a sad ambition, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and how about 38-year-old Vivek Ramaswamy, who, by the way, makes poor sense than anybody out there, his logic, his intelligence is obvious. Uh, he, But he is 38. And you wonder, what is he doing? Why is he doing this?
1: Well, he's great. I love him. He's not ready yet. He'll be a. He's gonna win uh, a cabinet post. That's what he's gonna win here. He'll be in the Trump cabinet. Uh, I saw him at a luncheon speak. He was. uh, He had one thing after. He was too much of a a slick young salesman, and uh, kind of folded under questioning there. About how would you actually do this? How would you? But but he's got a hell of a future. Bright guy, lovable guy. He's like Pete Buttigieg with a brain, with with actual talent. So.
0: Well, I I don't want to in any way uh, discolor the pool, as it were, uh, but Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, one of his companies, at least maybe two of his companies, uh, were uh, funded at least in part by none other than George Soros. Does that change uh, any of your—does it alter your enthusiasm at all?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's not so good. Uh, As I said, he's kind of like a slick salesman. So let's say he's like one of those Wolf of Wall Street guys in the movie where you can't trust. Uh, He he's like a very very fancy Andrew Yang. I guess that's what he is. I think you've got Ramaswamy nailed
0: here. Uh, And of course, Tim Scott is uh, in there, uh, and he and he is doing better uh, he's got at least an, a, a slightly upward trajectory which is more than uh, well 90 percent of them can say uh, your, your reaction to Tim Scott
1: great guy terrific guy smart guy wonderful character uh, he Trump has talked about him uh, on the vice president's list I could see that definitely a cabinet post uh, you know you might say vice president he's not big enough doesn't have the stature but many times the vice president was chosen without that kind of stature and was great in the job. I, if if you had to pick a vice president now, it's Tim Scott.
0: Tim Scott. Now here's this is I I guess sort of uh, odd of me, but I, ha- I always have a little problem with senators who've been uh, on Capitol Hill for a very long who, that I haven't who I haven't interviewed. I have never not only not interviewed Tim Scott, I have never uh, even met the man. Well,
1: how uh, about how about you? Uh, have I met him? I don't think so. No, I haven't met him, but uh, he's been very impressive. Uh, he's a good guy. Obviously, you want balance on a ticket. Uh, he's from another part of the country than Donald Trump. You, you need uh, a minority candidate. That helps. You need a younger candidate. That helps. Uh, it gives a lot of balance to the ticket.
0: Well, speaking of balance, I, I, there's you know one of these... Uh, One of these candidates for the nomination has experience, has uh, good name recognition, uh, seems solid as he can be. And that, of course, is uh, former vice president Mike Pence. Uh, What do you think about him at least getting a cabinet post in the new uh, Trump
1: uh, administration? He's a very fine man. He's a lovely man, but uh, he could put my pillow out of business putting people to sleep. He is not the most exciting guy in the world. There's another Mark Simone line I'm going to steal. (laughs) He's a wonderful man, but I I think Donald Trump's had enough of him. I I think there's a, a lot of other Mike Pence's we could go to.
0: Well, and you were, you know, you were giving plaudits to Vivek Ramaswamy. I, I, I think probably I can't wait to hear your uh, your, your adulation of Asa, uh Is it Asa or Asa Hutchinson? Asa Hutchinson.
1: Uh, he would have been uh, he could have had a great career as a bank robber because nobody could remember him. They could never describe him to the police. Nobody remembers anything about him. He, he is he is
0: literally colorless. I mean, yeah. he has no, it, it, I would have him check for a heartbeat. Uh, some of these folks, they they want to be, I, I don't know, uh, clerks in a mausoleum somewhere. I, I don't understand what the deal is with them and why they would get out there. Uh, it just means to me that some donor somewhere with an extra billion decided to back uh, the uh, <laughs> the candidate at hand and he was it. I I just can't make, I can't even figure out what the guy was. He was a uh, just a Bush uh, functionary uh, that ended up in the in the uh, Department of Homeland Security. Uh, and from there, he jettisoned off to be governor of uh, Arkansas. We're talking with Mark Simone. Stay with us. We're coming right back. <laughs> We're back with Mark Simone. Mark is going through some of his favorite people in the amongst the herd of uh, candidates for the Republican nomination. Uh, Let's let's wrap it up with your views on Ron DeSantis, who is the nearest challenger uh, to President Trump. But uh, unfortunately for him, he's 40 points behind the man he thinks he should be able to beat.
1: Who? Ron, who? (laughs) Uh, i i said this from the beginning i take credit for this from the first second i said he's way off he says timing is off wait four years wait eight years he's way too young he's 44 years old he's not a good campaigner he's no campaign skills he's not a great speaker he's a horrible debater he's a great governor of florida but that it's one thing to be a governor he had no business running now you know bill clinton in 1988 was a horrible speaker made the worst speech at that convention Four years later, he was a brilliant orator. DeSantis has plenty of time to develop these skills if he can. But he had no business running. And again, when those big donors tell you you can win, run the other way. They, they're always wrong. This is he, Ron DeSantis is Jeb two. The, the return of the swamp.
0: The return of the swamp, which the swamp that, that never left. This is, I guess, the swamp is a good uh, place to start here with this question. Uh, and I'm talking to you, just uh, just you and me. Uh, I'm afraid that may be closer to the truth than either of us would <laughs> like. But uh, just between you and me, what do you make of the of the energy of Washington D.C. right now? Uh, and what is happening down there? What do you make of the country? There seems to be just great uh, passivity, uh, even apathy, uh, as we're looking at a, the, the eighth year of the political persecution of, of Donald J. Trump. It seems to be a national sport brought to you by the Marxist Dems who lead the Democrat Party.
1: Yeah, you know, when the Trump ran, he was talking about uh... The deep state, uh, that kind of stuff. People thought he was paranoid. But uh, what we've seen with Joe Biden, the corruption, the I mean, this uh, to, to corrupt the Department of Justice, to put in the most corrupt attorney general ever, to find this guy, Jack Smith. You know, uh, they should remember There's only one cabinet member in history that ever went to prison, and that was an attorney general. So Merrick Garland should uh, keep that in mind. It was John Mitchell. But uh, and, and then. The real problem is the media going totally corrupt. And if you want a glaring example, you remember Ken Starr, the prosecutor on Bill Clinton? They camped outside his lawn of his house. Anytime he came out, they shouted questions at him. They went after him, his staff, his family, everything. Jack Smith had never gone near his house. We don't know anything about him. We don't know anything about his wife. We don't know who's on his staff. They're completely covering it up. So between the deep state the Marxist Dems, the corrupt media—we're in real trouble here.
0: I still maintain Jack Smith looks in those photos of him from <laughs> the Hague. He looks like one of the uh, the war criminals that he's prosecuting. You, if you just looked at the headshots, I—he'd be a goner. I, guilty is not charged. Uh, why is the DOJ, the FBI, uh, the IRS? why are they protecting the bidens in your opinion mark i mean i i stay up nights thinking about these kinds of things
1: i think they can't stand joe biden i think that was always the case like most people in washington but they hate trump so much they want to they just have to stop donald trump the thought of him coming in and but now that he's coming back if he comes back he knows where the bodies are buried now he knows what to do and he knows they'll be in trouble they're really really worried about their little jig being up and uh, I think they'll do anything right now uh, to stop. They've completely taken the gloves off, gotten rid of any uh, morals they have uh, and they'll do anything now to win.
0: It is a sad thing watching that uh, that hearing uh, on the oversight committee with the whistleblowers. Obviously, concerned citizens, the decent people that we hoped would step forward, uh, finally have uh, not a lot of them, but like two dozen of them uh, have become uh, whistleblowers, and we just we have a government that could be so much better, but instead uh, they have chosen not a single. Pro-American policy. It isn't just the the, the, the Biden regime. Uh, they're they're pro-China. They're anti-American. Uh, they're pro-Iran. They're anti-American. It's very simple. Whichever, whatever, uh, whomever is in the American interest the Biden administration opposes them your thoughts
1: yeah also I, I don't know how Biden runs you know he had three basic themes in his election the first time and none of them he can use anymore one was that he was a, a uniter a healer he'll bring us all together well he's proven to be just the opposite and that that whole blue collar joe routine that fake every man that he does not going to work anymore now that we've seen all the corruption and the 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 influence peddling all over the world and that lovable sweet grandfather when he's got a grandchild he won't even acknowledge all of that is gone we've seen the viciousness of this guy uh the two joes biden and stalin all they their whole approach is put your enemy in jail lock him up if you can't beat him, arrest him. it's it's just awful to watch
0: and uh And it reminds me of that other Joe, too, who famously said, uh, he doesn't care who votes just so long as he knows who is counting the votes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Biden, uh, you'll be pleased to know, has uh, named the headquarters for his uh, 2024 campaign. He has selected the place that he spends a lot of time, of course. And I no I'm not talking about the White House. Uh, certainly <laughs> his home in Willington has been now named by the president as his 2024 campaign headquarters, saluting his family values camp a campaign uh, that will be unleashed any time
1: now. Uh, your, your your reaction? Well, you know, more and more people think he won't be the nominee, that somewhere in the next year he'll drop out and that there'll be a primary and some other Democrat win. So the fact that he chose Wilmington, I think, is an indication that uh, he's not really serious about running. He may not run again. That's the only reason, because Democrats have a lot of money. That's the only reason you wouldn't get a nice, big, huge uh, headquarters in Washington, D.C., some fancy office space. The fact that he doesn't want to spend any money on this, I think means uh, very possible. He won't be the candidate.
0: It, there's a lot of discussion about will he or won't he? And I guess the choice is really up to that cabal of Marxist dims who actually run uh, this uh, Biden regime so-called with his puppet impaired president. Uh, it's it'll be interesting to see uh, it's it's difficult for me to understand why the American people, though, as we wrap up here, Mark, have not reacted more to a man who's been has been accused of everything by the Marxist Dems who are uh, who he's being prosecuted and persecuted by Marxist Dems who've done all of the things that uh, he, they accuse him of. And the American people just aren't reacting. There's no outrage. There is no uh, up uh, you know, uprising, uh, wanting to change what is obviously a party, a political party, the Democrat party, that is run by Marxists and that is working against every basic value of the American people.
1: Yeah. Well, most people are hardworking. They don't have time. They all they do is watch the nightly news to get their news. And uh, the biggest cover up in the world is going on. They're not telling you the truth about Joe Biden or covering like they would cover Donald Trump. So it's being hidden from most people. But, in a lot of most of the country, they see the crime everywhere. They see what's happening at the at the supermarket checkout counter with the prices. They 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 see what's happening with their bank account. They they see what's happening with the board. So hopefully, they'll figure it out. And without it being measured by all the polls next November, they'll just throw these Marxists out and and get us back to normal.
0: And normal right now is. Well, drugs, at least three times drugs found in the White House. And I can't let you go without asking your thought. you thinking on the cocaine in the White House, the uh, the eight ball in the near the situation room. Uh, your your thoughts about how it suddenly receded from the uh,
1: yeah.
0: from the from the what little attention it gotten from the corporate press. Uh, it's not even talked about on podcasts, uh, brilliant podcasts like yours and mine.
1: Corrupt media. You know, uh, the fact that they won't tell us who it is tells us who it is. You know, uh, January 6th, they have 1500 hours of video, every angle, every second from every possible angle. And they're trying to convince us that the White House doesn't have the same camera system. Are we supposed to believe that?
0: Yeah, I, I believe them though when they explained that uh, very carefully. They said, uh, that, that at that particular moment, that the position was just outside the view of the only camera they had available. It sounded like, uh, Epstein being hanged again in his cell. Uh, everything, everything went wrong, especially for Epstein, uh, and especially uh, for those who would like to see why the Secret Service doesn't know what's going on in the most important building in the country, arguably, or at least it was. Uh, we're, we're delighted to have you with us here to mark today. We always give our guests the last word. Your concluding thoughts, if you
1: will, sir. Uh, I mean, listen, we thank Donald Trump for five years of incredible things to talk about. And when he left office, we didn't know what we were going to talk about. And then we get the worst president in history. The only man grateful to him is Jimmy Carter, who will no longer be called the worst president in history.
0: I think that that is uh, absolutely both astute, profound, and the actual truth. It's always from Mark Simone. Thank you, Mark. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Our guest here Monday will be Congressman Troy Nels from the great state of Texas. We'll be talking about the odds of impeachment and whether the Republican conference actually wants to impeach President Biden and his cabinet and perhaps even more. Please join us for that and follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And be sure to check out the all-new LouDobbs.com. We hope you'll be with us here Monday for The Great America Show, each and every weekday, in fact. Thanks for joining us. God bless you, and God bless America.